Jeff Cole realizes his dream of becoming an undercover cop. Working his way up the ranks is one thing, but now he faces the challenge of his life when called upon to infiltrate and bring down the kingpin known as God. No, not that one. The one played by LL Cool J. Welcome to Hip Hop Movie Club. This is the show for Gen X hip hop fans who want to relive the glory days and reconsider classic and modern hip hop films from a current day perspective. Together, we'll explore some of the larger societal issues raised in these films. If you've seen today's movie before, then you'll learn some fascinating trivia you might have missed. If you haven't seen today's movie before, then we'll help you decide whether this film is worth your time. Either way, you'll be a smarter hip hop fan by the end of this episode. The next 30 minutes or so, you'll get all this and more. We are three old heads who put their old heads together to vibe on these films for you. I'm Dino Wright, podcaster, filmmaker, longtime hip-hop fan, and I'm the cult jam to these guys' Lisa Lisa. <laughs> I'm JB, 80s and 90s nostalgia junkie, longtime hip-hop fan. And just like the prodigal son, I've returned. Anyone step into me, you'll get burned. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I'm Boogie, a DJ, longtime hip-hop fan. And I have a pretty cool stash of vintage vinyl. Nice. No doubt. In this episode, we'll answer the question, how deep do you need to get in to take down God? In Too Deep is a 1999 crime drama starring Omar Epps, LL Cool J, Nia Long, Stanley Tucci, as well as a handful of other hip-hop luminaries, depicting the story of an undercover cop putting his life at risk to try to bring down a major drug kingpin. (laughs) All right, let's dive in. So this movie, you have L. Cool J portraying a major drug player, kingpin named God, is his nickname, alongside. um, So he's a nasty fella. Where would you rank hit him alongside other hip-hop movie villains such as nino brown bishop and others that we may have seen or maybe we haven't seen just yet but where would you rank him based on his characterization in this film you know i was i was trying to figure this one out i was struggling where i would rank him because i could see some qualities he had some nino-esque qualities about him but I don't think he was, well, no, I think he could have been easily as ruthless as Nino. I think he was not as wired up as Bishop was, because Bishop was out to actually try to prove himself, whereas, uh, as we see God, he's already established. But I would think I would probably rank him about with Nino, because he he was, he, he, he was kind of doing the work of... Um, a Robin Hood type character, well, feeding the feeding the, the neighborhood, but he was making a lot of money off the of the poor people as well. And those those t- scenes where he was uh, actually pretty brutal with some of the guys, like the one guy who was he believed was was an inform was informing with the police. You know, he cut his tongue out. <laughs> it's like whoa, <laughs> you know, he didn't kill him, but. I mean, come on. <laughs> and then the other guy, um, 
Fritzko. Fritzko, that was his bet one of his best friends from you know from elementary school and he tortured and killed him like 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 it was nothing. <laughs> was that the one so that was I, gonna I be was... his his god the godfather of his son? Was that the one? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And I and I was just and I wasn't even that that was just a speculate speculation that he believed Frisco was trying to get with his his, his you know his baby's mother. Like it wasn't even confirmed. It was just he thought it was going on. Yeah. So I, I think I think I put ring him pretty high just off of the, just off of that. I mean, granted, we don't see too much other scenes, but just off of those things alone, you know, I, I think I put him up there. How about you, Donnerette? I think it's it's third behind Bishop and Nino Brown, but. It was it was good. I don't. I'm not sure that it was like iconic, and we try not to use that word so much. But Nino Brown's iconic. I don't yeah. think he was that quite as good as Nino Brown. Um, so the movie was another story, but um, <laughs> in the movie itself was another story. But uh, LL Cool J was was pretty good in this film. LL, LL Cool J was convincing as a bad guy, a villain. Uh, again, nickname was God Dwayne Gittins, I think was his mm-hmm. yes. character's name. So, as far as comparison com- comparison to those other villains, he's kind of up there. Like the the brutality, the like you mentioned, Boogie is like. But he was also he was also hitting women, beating and torturing his crew members, violating them, like the pool table scene, yeah. having the body having the body cut up in a dumpster. Like it was kind of jarring. But you don't. The problem I have with some of this movie, and we'll get it, I guess, is some of like the characterization, the character development and stuff like that. Like, I didn't see the, you could see how Bishop turns heel. It led up to that, to a crescendo. And you can kind of see how Nino Brown's mind worked a little bit. We don't really see that. We just see this sheer brutality. So as far as characters, physically brutal, way up up on the scale, but as far as like a memorable character, not quite as much. Right. 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 Okay. So I mentioned at the intro, there were several hip hop stars in the movie. Boogie, you want to take us through who hip hop fans would have, would notice? In, in the yeah, film? sure. I'll um, take a stab at who I was able to recognize. Well, although she's not necessarily a hip hop um, artist, She's a pretty well known R and B singer. We have Maya had a had a brief cameo in the film. She played a character named Loretta, who we only saw pretty briefly during um J J um Colt um J Reed's graduation ceremony from like looks like he was graduating from the Academy. We have another character, um well this one I noticed right away, soon I saw his face. Um Shaheen, who played the character of Che. Um, Shaheen, uh, aka the Rugged Child, was a re- recording artist who who dropped onto the scene at the age of fourteen with his um, album titled "The Rugged Child." He has a few memorable hits. He later affiliated with the Wu Tang Clan, doing some songs with a couple of artists there. Then we have uh, a brief cameo by Nas. Who actually was the? It looks like he was the first drug dealer that Jay Reed had to encounter to prove that he was able to make a buy and bust. 
Then we have Sticky Fingers from the group Onyx. Easy to spot him. <laughs> he played a character named Ozzy, who, along with another cat, tried to rob our main character, and that was not successful, and it didn't go well for him. This one I, I spotted, too. Um, she's an old-school rap artist who was affiliated with the likes of the Audio 2, MC Light, MC Peaches, etc. Mishi Me. She had a brief cameo as well. She played a character named, I had to look it up. Her name was called, her name was Martha. And she was at the baptismal ceremony and she was actually going to be the godmother to God's son. Uh, Then we have Jermaine Dupree. Mr. So-So Death himself, who played a character named Melvin, had another brief cameo. There was a lot of cam- like yeah. brief cameos. They were in and out. But um, he played a character named Melvin, who during the scene uh, tried to take our main character outside and rob him for his gold chain and his money. But God's crew spotted the um, shadiness of it all and was able to stop him before he was able to shoot our main character. Those are the ones that I noticed. I didn't, I was trying to see if there were more because they were popping in and out so quick, but those are the ones that I spotted. Yeah. I think you covered them all. You had more than I listed out. Yeah, definitely. Some more bigger names than others that you would recognize like Nas, Jermaine Dupree, Sticky Fingers, uh, et cetera. Uh, Donna, right. Any others that you noticed? No, although I would say the, the, the guy who plays Latik, Hassan Johnson, I thought that guy could play Method Man. He, he kind of had look that had the same look. <laughs> he did. At first I thought, oh, is that Method Man? And then I, had to, then I realized it wasn't. So there was that. And also, apparently David Allen Greer has a cameo in this, and I didn't spot that at all. I was trying to find him. I couldn't see him. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, I didn't see it. But yeah, good call on Michi Me. I only noticed that in the credits afterwards. I was like, oh. Missed that whole one. So I kept looking at her face, and I'm like, she looks so familiar. And I paused it. And I'm like, wait a minute. I know who that is. Yeah. <laughs> and really, I think the only only reason I really recognized her right away was because she's she's friends. She's really good friends with a friend of mine. Um, I mentioned her name, MC Peaches, um, who was my who used to live down the street from me. And she's actually signed with First Priority, so she ran with that whole crew. And every now and then she'll post a she'll put up a post with Michi Me because they're still cool. And I'm like, oh, there you go. And that's why I recognize her face. <laughs> so a couple other things. Who else could have played the role of of God, which was played by LL Cool J? I mean, obvious choices would be some of those other villains that we talked about probably Tupac, uh, Wesley Snipes. Who else do you think could play it? Or like maybe someone from this younger generation. What do you guys think? Right off the back, I figured, you know, we could get a little, um, cause, cause guy, he was, he wasn't really loud. He was real low key, but he was about his business. But if we wanted to get somebody a little louder, I was thinking maybe somebody like a DMX. Shake it up a little that. bit. 
He's been in a movie with Nas before, so it yeah. would have worked. Yeah, I can see that. I'm trying to think of who else would be a good, a good character that would play that. Whether it be in hip hop world or, or or not. I had trouble answering this question. I yeah. think uh, generally I didn't really like the movie, but. I started thinking, like, what if they flipped? What if Omar Epps played God and LL Cool J played J. Cole? Or not J. Cole. <laughs> See, I'm saying I'm doing your thing. It's easy to say that because <laughs> his name was Jeff Cole, but his alias was J. Reed. So Jay yeah, Reed. We, we talk about J. Cole, the rapper. Yeah. <laughs> no, they're messing me up 30 years yeah. later. Yeah, right. That's funny. That would be a good that, – that, that actually could still work. They should redo this movie with a better script and have them flip roles. <laughs> It could work, but I don't. Omar Epps doesn't like. I think he's just too likable. Like he's he's like even even the role that he played. Like everybody in the in the movie suspected him as a cop. I'm like they, they could tell he's too. He's, he looks like too straight edge. Yeah, he's, he's too much <laughs> of a good guy. Like, like he's a guy you want to hang out with at a barbecue and like be like kind of like I don't know. I I just think he he'd be tougher to play that role because I don't know yeah. if he has that. Yeah. That means he definitely had a lot of close calls of people thinking he was a cop, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had a lot of problem with those scenes. It's like, yeah, if there's any doubt, there's no doubt, right? So, yeah, <laughs> so yeah, call right. it out on it. Yeah, the, exactly. I don't know. I, yeah. It's one of my many problems with the movie. Yeah, I got you. So, what were you know? We'll talk about pitfalls of the movie, I guess. But what were some of the highlights of the movie? Like, what what did you like about the movie, Boogie? What were, what were some of the things that you liked about it? I mean, I, I, I do like I do like crime dramas, and I do like stories about officers going on this cover. Like one of my favorites is Donnie Brasco. So I, I love to see how you know, officers are able to get into the network and, and kind of get really close in the different challenges that they have to face in doing so because the hard I think the hardest part is like he there's mentioned several that was mentioned in the movie is that there's gonna be a time when they're gonna test you and you know they're not testing you to see if you're down with them. They're testing you to see if you're a cop. You know? And I think that movies that kind of can depict that and and I did see that this was loosely based on on a true story. So I, I definitely enjoyed those type of stories. I do think that this one probably could have had some a little more development with it. But I think overall, I like I like the those kind of movies. Some of the <laughs> some of the characters were were a little uh, weird, but I mean. I mean, I, I do like I do I do like God's portrayal. Um, I do like LL Cool J's portrayal. He was he was he was very charismatic. Um, and you knew that he was a bad guy. And the same thing like we said with you know as, as Tupac, you know, in different roles, like you you, you and especially Bishop, like you you and Birdie, you you know he's a bad guy, but you still kind of like him at the same time, you know. So I think that. Um, that portrayal by LL Cool J was was pretty good. Let me see. Uh, well, I mean, my ace and hole is always you know putting me along in the movie. So. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
like, this is always a highlight right there. But um, but no, I think that overall, I, I like those kind of stories. All right, Dada Right. What, what what did you like about the movie most? Well, LL was good. Omar Epps is always good. Nia Long was good. That was it. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That was it. They were not given much to work with. I mean, Leah Long's whole story arc is really kind of <laughs> tangential and unnecessary. Like, if she wasn't in the movie, there were no stakes that were raised or anything. Uh, and so that was almost like window dressing to have someone like Nia Long, you know, a waste of her talent. <laughs> yeah. I, the, well, I always take notes, like, what, what do I like little anecdotes i guess that i find in this story i like jeff's story of why he became interested in becoming a cop how growing up in the projects and seeing the names on the gray wall of, of his neighborhood of the kids that had been slain and that he clearly remembered the youngest one's name who was only three years old and that inspired yeah. him to become a cop and make a difference like i kind of like that i almost yeah. wish but again, I think I wish development would have been more. Maybe we see a little bit of that upbringing or flashbacks. That was my major problem. That was it, my yeah. major problem with the. You don't know his motivation at all. They, yeah, they, I mean, they, they, don't they don't show you. They tell show, you, right, and that's right, a that's right. a terrible way to to try to develop a character. Like, yeah, you really needed Neil Long to to get this out of him. Like, yeah, oh, right. I hated this part. <laughs> and then, <laughs> like, another, another, we, do, we don't care. Like, we don't. They don't make us care. Yeah, I, I was I wasn't emotionally attached to any of the no. characters, and there like, are no stakes in this movie, well, and there, there's no reason to think uh, you know this is a, such a paint by numbers movie that you know we got to the end and it's like oh nothing changed actually they they got the guy but that was it right yeah yeah they dropped me along in for guys like me that like me along <laughs> yeah yeah it you works were, <laughs> it works. It, it works. And like I don't know. This was this was not this was nineteen ninety nine, so she may have been just kind of on the come up, so like she wasn't even quite nearly as established. I'm not sure what she had done prior, but it's maybe one of those new earlier films in her career. And she's had quite a storied career. Uh, w- one other th- highlight that I l- liked that it was put in the movie, you know, in our introduction to the podcast, we talk about we discuss larger societal issues. And there was that scene of police brutality and racial profiling following Jeff's argument with, with Myra. Um, uh, these white cops came up on him and, you know, and he had gotten out of the car. Is there a problem here? And he said, I'm a cop. They wouldn't believe him. And even when he was, you know, he had his gun, he was showing, I don't know if he showed a badge or not, but they wouldn't believe him. They still throw him down and were beating on him. And I was like, you know, that was again, showing another, another major problem with that scene. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so what was your problem with that scene so they get into an argument which is fine but that was the time when the p- cops show up like the cops never show up when you need them yeah. and and then if if this was supposed to be a scene so in the movie the Cole, uh, Cole and, and, and Myra are having an argument and this is I think this is supposed to portray that he's turning into Reed and is losing his coldness and so he's, he's he's in too deep, supposedly. But then right. when the cops come, oh, I'm a cop and I don't show my badge. <laughs> Maybe he doesn't even have it on him. And so like, you're, are you in too deep or are you not in too deep? And so the, and the timing is terrible. Like, oh, they show up just exactly when they, they're needed. The only reason it happens because they wrote it in the script. 
There's no like reason for it to happen. <laughs> so I was like, oh, this, this movie can't end fast enough. He Will they please a, take down this King fan? I'm tired of this. He flipped the J. Reed, um, Jeff Cole switch. Flip, yeah, <laughs> he, he hit the switch. So I looked it up. Neil Long was in Boys in the Hood. Yes. Made in America. Mm-hmm. Friday, 16 episodes of French Prince of Bel-Air. Yes. All before All she before even got into yeah. this movie. So they, they did waste her Soul talent. Soul Food, yeah. Love Jones. Yeah, yeah. I mean, two episodes of Moesha. And, I was yeah, trying so. to give the benefit of the doubt, but yeah, you're right. Um, yeah, I mean, she was fine. Talent. I mean, she was fine, but they didn't give her anything to work with. Also, the name's Jeff and Myra. No offense to people named that, but like, does that sound like, does that sound like, to me, that sounds like two fans of like Peter, Paul, and Mary that would like <laughs> <laughs> sit by the campfire. <laughs> Nerdy white folks. <laughs> yeah, there, there's a there's a laziness to the char- to the character like, writing because the name of the actual person that God is named for his name is Dwayne Giddings. His name's Dwayne Giddings. Like you didn't do any work to to change the character at all. You gave him the same name. <laughs> you spelled it differently, but like put some work in, please. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're talking about all the different pitfalls. Uh, Dinah Wright, you mentioned a bunch. Any other ones? I don't think we have enough time. You, you <laughs> <the table. laughs> wow! So on the ferry, on the ferry where they're where Cole is taking pictures of of Myra. Mm-hmm. Oh, hold this camera. Let me let me go get you a hot dog. And then that's when the the d i guess the da or the the the, the attorney general or whatever yeah the attorney yeah. general the attorney general like shows mm-hmm. up on the ferry with his with his family like another plot contrivance like oh what what great timing i thought that was a little bit too fortuitous i i could predict yeah. something's happening like, let me what? go get a hot dog it's like whatever. oh it says right here in the script you should show you go find the kind of attorney general on a boat in the middle of a river <laughs> yeah what, what are the odds like not like at his <laughs> office or something like what what what, what are they doing here Oh, that was kind of odd. All right, so let's 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 switch gears a little bit. Um, another legendary actress, Pam Greer, was in it, right? So what? Where should we all know Pam Greer from? For maybe the younger listeners, Pam Greer was a trailblazing actric- actress. Um, multiple movies, like some of the black exploitation films. She was huge in the seventies. Yes. Yep. She was like the quintess one of one of the quintessential actors of any of any kind in in, in the black exploitation genre. Yeah. Some of the movies now, like coffee, yeah, coffee, coffee, Foxy, Foxy Brown. Brown. And many others. Yeah. Quentin Tarantino called her the first female action star. And I think he's right. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember when Tarantino brought her into that role of Jackie Brown. She was a mm-hmm. feature actress in, back in 97. And that was a, very a fun, fun movie. That was a good movie. Yeah, very fun mm-hmm. movie. And I was like, wow, yeah. she, she could kick butt still. She was a star of the 70s and in, in the late mid to late nineties. I mean, she was kicking butt. So yeah, she's, 
she's in this as uh, one of the uh, head head of the, the the police crew. You know, where they're wiring Jeff Cole up or Jay Reed, Ado, and listening, and her and another associate, kind of head of that investigation there. And it's Stanley Tucci played a guy named Preston who was Jeff's boss. Mm-hmm. And again, I kind of feel like his talent was a little bit wasted too, because he's a legendary actor too. Oh yeah. Easily. And he's been in hundreds of films and on Broadway. And mm-hmm. I mean, his was like kind of a cookie cutter role as yeah. the boss. There was nothing <laughs> <laughs> special about mm-hmm. his performance, you know? No, they didn't get much to work with. They didn't get much to work with, yeah. Yeah, just kind of threw him in there, said, hey, we have a notable actor in the movie. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Stanley Tucci is one of my favorite. I I love Stanley Tucci. Anything I see him in, I'm like, there he goes. That's my man right there. He's a cool dude. So versatile talented, yeah. Very cool dude. (laughs) Again, you would look, you know, some of his memorable roles, and he's had so many. The Devil Wears Prada. Mm-hmm. Deconstructing Harry, Big Night, Betsy's Honor. Yep, he was even in for the MCU fans, Captain America: The First Avenger. Mm-hmm. He's done a ton of voice acting, and he still does. The younger generation might know him from the Hunger Games. Yes, that's right. That's right. And he's been yeah. nominated for an Oscar, so <laughs> not bad. <laughs> So let's talk uh, before we do like kind of rankings and ratings. I know where we're going to go with some of this, but how about the soundtrack? We always talk about the soundtrack. So I thought it was solid. What do you think, Boogie? No, I think the soundtrack was definitely a solid soundtrack. I mean, yeah. from that intro, I mean, you get the, you know, Quiet Storm remix as soon as it comes on. That's one of my favorite, favorite tracks. I love that track. And it's just, it's just so, you know, melodic. But um, but now there's some good songs in here. I mean, not necessarily songs that you hear a lot on the radio, but they were good as far as you know, making me want to nod my head. I thought I thought it was solid. Yeah, I was nodding my head in a few. The the song at the very end too was solid. I forget which one that was, but oh, the into deep. Yeah, it was in too deep. It was called it too. Okay, yeah, yeah. Nas, Nas, Nas in nature. Yeah, Nas in nature. I like that song. I was like, oh, that's a banger. Mm-hmm. On the soundtrack, Jermaine Dupri, um, Method Man and Red Man, Lil Kim and Miles Deep, Fifty Cent, Jill Scott, Star Studded, The Locks. Yep, Star Studded uh, soundtrack. So that was a one of the redeeming qualities of the film. I think this could have been a Netflix series if they had actually put a story to this. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah, it definitely could have been a series. I mean, I was thinking like, because The Wire is, was, is, is, iconic, is an iconic, you know, crime series mm-hmm. and, and that takes place in, in, you know, Baltimore. This is Cincinnati. So it's got a similar um, backdrop. Yeah. But um, yeah. I think it would give. I think it would give us that development that we were looking for. Yeah, that's the thing. If you can spread it out, the backstory. Yeah, yeah, all those things that we were looking for. You can definitely stretch those out in a series. Mm -hmm. You know the the whole suspense. I didn't really feel any suspense of him being found out because there was no 
like every time they tested him, he'd say, "What do you think I am?" And then like then it was just kind of they just move on. And so <laughs> you know the one of the best parts of Mad Men was that you were always on the brink of Don getting found out, and so they could have used that in in a, they could use that in a Netflix series to you know build up the suspense and and, and get people you know hooked on watching it. Uh, and I feel like Jay Reed never really paid any consequences on his way up or paid any dues. Um, I mean, he did have to like compromise his principles along the way some, but you never really felt, you know, the stakes weren't very high or, or, or compelling. And so you like, yeah, he shot the guy in the crotch, but you know, it ultimately kind of felt like cartoonish and like, Oh, right. Yeah. And you're supposed to, you know, push him down the path, uh, I guess to the dark side. And then there was still no, like, <laughs> there was no, there was no payoff for that anyway. And it would have been fun to have a kind of cat and mouse game between God and Jay Reed, you know, because that, why God trusted Jay Reed so much throughout this film, I never really understood. So I think you could really work work that into a Netflix series and really build on like, why does he care? What? You know, this guy just showed up and he was trusted more than his guys who've been around him. And yeah, yeah. It, there, uh, I don't know. It didn't feel that believable to me. Uh, only they, they were only like paired against each other because they were the lead actors. <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of like God was a uh, training as a boxer or, or he liked to do that for fitness. And uh mm-hmm. <laughs> Jay Reed or, or uh, Jeff Cole, whatever it was, was he was standing up to him and he, he was able to, to spar with him or, you know, help. And I'm like, yeah, okay, you're in. <laughs> I'm like, that makes no sense. I mean, you get <laughs> boxing training in the academy and I'm like, these other guys, like and he, the one guy couldn't hold the, 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 the heavy bag. The heavy bag yeah. I mean, that's, that's yeah. hard, but yeah. like no one else could hold bag gloves. No one else could hold the, 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 uh, the target pads. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, and I've, <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Uh, well, you're in. <laughs> you can hold. You can hold focus pads. You're in. <laughs> right. Yeah, that was kind of <laughs> like that was it. Like <laughs> so, the other aspect that could lead to a Netflix series would be, you know, Jeff being a trainer at the as a for the cadets, and like yeah. you could have this pipeline of new of mm-hmm. younger uh, undercover cops and, and kind of talk about their exploits and maybe he gets engaged at certain points and right maybe yeah. flashbacks and some yeah. other tie-ins that way. Yeah, yeah. You could actually use Nia Long or, or you know a love interest character for for some yeah for some story benefit. And maybe they could put one plot twist in the Netflix series because there weren't any in this movie. No, there definitely weren't any. No, you you could predict this from like a mile away. Like, oh, yeah. Give me your mm-hmm. gun and badge. <laughs> <laughs> it was just so funny Seriously, at the end. Like... At the end, it was like the cops come in and um, surround Hello Cool J's character, God, and everything. <laughs> and it's like, wait, you're a cop. You're a cop. You're not a cop. You're a sellout. And it's like, what? It's like, it's like... yeah. <laughs> It was it was such a letdown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Breezy turned state's evidence at the end. I thought it was like a nicely wrapped up kind of detail. Like, oh, <laughs> mm. I'll be cool in three and a half or whatever it was. Yeah, <laughs> he'll do his time and come out and be square. <laughs>
All right. So let's go around and give our rating. It's pretty much keep it or leave it. <laughs> so uh, we haven't done this in a little while because we've been doing a lot of docu-series and documentaries. So back to your traditional movie. Boogie, bring that funky flick back. Bring that, bring funky, that funky flick, flick back. back. Or leave it in the vault. Yeah, I'm going to have to leave this one in the vault. Dino Wright, predictable. Despite Roger Ebert giving this movie thumbs up, and I respect him greatly, I'm also leaving this in the vault. That makes three of us. I will leave it in the vault. Pitfalls and flaws in this one. Yeah. Want to actively seek it out when there's so much other great content out there. Yeah, maybe maybe there's some clips on YouTube. You can watch LL Cool J. Or just watch NCIS. (laughs) Or even Last Holiday with Queen Latifah. That's a fine film. That's right. Yeah. Oh, man. I did notice one actor in a movie that I, I recognized um, from from one of my, my old um, movies that I like to watch, though. David Patrick Kelly. Oh. He played the DEA, the DEA agent, uh, Rick Scott. The shorter fellow in the movie that was... With the with the police officers trying to convince the, the DA to let Jeff continue to stay undercover, he was in one. Of, he's in my, my film, The Warriors, old old gang movie from New York. Oh yeah, <laughs> he's yeah, the guy that yeah. actually shot Cyrus in the beginning of the movie. I'm like, hey, that's Wolverine right there. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny every time I spot him, I'm like, hey, I know him. <laughs> that's a deep cut. Yeah. <laughs> Hip Hop Movie Club is produced by your HHNCs, JB, Boogie, and Dino Wright. Theme music by Boogie. Check us out on Facebook and Instagram at Hip Hop Movie Club. On the next episode of the Hip Hop Movie Club podcast, your HHNCs review Dashing Through the Snow. Subscribe now on your favorite podcast app and you won't miss it. Shout out to you listeners. Thanks for tuning in. And remember, don't hate. Hydrate. Drink that water. I, I learned from a classmate to hydrate or dihydrate. <laughs> That's a good one. Bring it. Come on.